Uh, Chris Goforth joins us now on the Wait For hey, It Chris. Uh, Chris, how you doing? How is everything in Music City? Morning, guys. Uh, Sam, I, I'll tell you, if you haven't been to Nashville in a while, that, that city is, man, they are busting at the seams. Uh, you know, my only real complaint this week at all about Nashville was the fact that the all of the road construction going on in Nashville made getting anywhere a a real chore. I mean, this you know the SEC Media Days was held at the Grand Hyatt downtown Nashville, and the roads in front of and all around the hotel were totally torn up. So it made getting anywhere an adventure. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so you didn't make it to BB Kings. <laughs> Uh, no, no, oh, I did that's not. too bad. You'd, you'd have had yourself a big time. All right, man. Well, listen, we saw some of the footage. BB Kings, by the way. Well, it's in there. There's a couple know, of them. There's one in Nashville, but there's also obviously the main one in Memphis. Well, but, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking specifically about the one in Nashville because the one in Nashville, you know, it used to be there right off of Broadway where the bomb went off uh, oh. a couple of years ago. I didn't know and that. Totally totally destroyed the entire front facade of that building because I had wondered about that because there were a couple of kind of fun places to go and, and hang out at in that little stretch there off Broadway. And I had BB Kings being one of those. And I had wondered what had happened to that after the, after the bomb went off. And I didn't know if they just totally shut Nashville, shut that location down or if they moved it somewhere. I do love BB Kings. Underrated food, by the way. Yes. At BB Kings. Yes, yes, yes. Chris Goforth joining Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. This would have been an interesting week. Well it was for you and Sam, it would have been for you had you gone. Um those of us who don't go to this but follow college football know that this was a unique year in that Nick Saban wasn't the story. It was it was about Georgia and what they're doing, but yet he wasn't far from the top story because they climbed over that program to get to where they are. And this was a weird year, too, also because of what's, what Georgia has gone through in the offseason. So how did you approach going into the questions that you were going to ask and, and, and who you really wanted to get some stuff from? Well, I, I really thought the, the story of this week was, uh, was Lane Kiffin. I mean, I thought Lane Kiffin came out uh, the other day and said all of the things – that I thought all of the other coaches would be talking about name and name image and likeness and the transfer portal. The other guys really didn't attack it in quite the same way. I really thought Nick Saban would have some strong comments about it. He didn't, uh, but Lane Kiffin did right down to calling it a disaster uh, saying this is a poor system that is only going to get worse. Uh, so I, you know, that was, that was my takeaway from this week. It, it wasn't necessarily, you know, Kirby didn't get a ton of questions about, you know, the off the field situations at Georgia. He got a couple, but it wasn't, uh, to the degree that I thought it would be. Um, and why do you, you think know, that, again, what, 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 what do you think that was or, or wasn't? You know, I think a lot of it was the stuff, number one, I think the fact that Georgia held the press conference the week before uh, where he addressed all of that. And then I think, too, Sam, it's been the news that has come out um, over that AJC story that I think has maybe kind of changed some people's thoughts on, you know, how that should be addressed. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Given what you just said, and, and I did remember hearing Lane Kiffin, 
uh, across the board, general consensus was right message, wrong messenger. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, I think Lane Kiffin's got just as I – mean, it's the guy that's been around the college game for a long time, regarded as being a heck of a recruiter. Um, you know, I think Lane shares the same sentiment that a lot of coaches uh, share. I mean, him and Nick Saban have been the two that have been the most vocal uh, about what's happening. And, and look, neither one of them are against name, image, and likeness. Neither one of them are against the transfer portal. You know, the problem with name, image, and likeness is they and, and Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, talked about it. Uh, I talked about it with, with Bill Hancock, the executive director of the college football playoff, about the need for a uh, some sort of the, – the only way it's going to happen, guys, is probably going to be through federal legislation because the NCAA has pushed it all back on the states to regulate. Well, not every state has regulated it the same way. Not everybody in terms of name, image, and likeness is playing by the same set of rules. Yeah. That's one. When it comes to the transfer portal, the issue is those transfer windows and how much chaos it is creating from a roster management standpoint. Transfer portal isn't going away, but they're going to continue to try to narrow some of those windows down uh, in an effort to try to make it a look. If you want to, if you want to transfer out, go ahead. Nobody's going to stop you. But the coaches feel like they got to have a way to be able to to find bodies to replace those guys. Yeah, yeah. Folks, spend some time on WaitForIt.com hotline with Chris Goforth. Um, he's up in at SEC Media Days all week, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Goforth one at Chris Goforth number one. Um, you you of course Georgia comes out as a preseason favorite to to, to win it all once again. Uh, thoughts of who you listened to and heard that maybe you hadn't given a lot of consideration to and say, hey, maybe. And one of those people I think was really upbeat was Shane Beamer from over South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, seems to be a lot of excitement in South Carolina. He said season ticket sales uh, in South Carolina were up 106%. So I think a lot of people have, have bought in. I just think, Sam, when you start looking at just overall talent, right, one through 85, the difference between Georgia and everybody else in the East is is pretty grave. I mean, it's a it's a big big difference in terms of talent. You go over to the West. I think LSU and Alabama have the two most uh, talented rosters, and I think once you get past those guys, I think there is a a divide there. Once you start talking about you know, uh, who is going to be third. I think Texas A&M looks pretty good on paper. They haven't shown the ability to be able to develop those guys yet to get all these five stars they've recruited to play like five stars. The only team that I, I really feel like that, you know, could possibly be a, you know, play that spoiler role or maybe be a dark horse out of the West, Look out for Arkansas with K.J. Jefferson back at quarterback. They've got a real strong running game. I'm a big fan of, of Sam Pittman and, and just kind of his, his style uh, and how he goes about doing things. I think if, if they can play defense, and they've got some losses from last year on the defensive side of the ball, I think they're going to be able to score some points this year. If they can play defense, maybe they could be, you know, if you had to point a dark horse, 
uh, out of the West, I would probably lean more towards Arkansas than I would say, you know, a Texas A&M or uh, certainly more so than either of the Mississippi schools. So you don't see Jimbo Fisher getting that second win against Saban this upcoming season? No, I, I you know, guys, that that to me is the story to watch in the SEC over the course of this season is what is Texas A&M? You know, if, if you guys heard any of the cuts uh, from this week, you know, he was asked Bobby Petrino coming in as the play caller. Jimbo just can't come out and say, yeah, Bobby's going to call plays. You know, Eli Drinkowitz, the head coach at Missouri, has given up play calling duties. He's hired an offensive coordinator. And, and Drinkwitz said that this week. He said, I'm not going to call plays anymore. Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Hugh Freeze said, at one time, I was probably one of the best play callers in college football, but I have realized I cannot do that anymore. I'm, I'm you, know, you know, we've got an OC that's going to make our play calls on offense. Jimbo Fisher could not come out and say that this week. Wow. He continued to sidestep the whole thing about who was going to call the offense. And, I, you know, how this is going to work with him and Petrino uh, together, because, I, you know, again, Sam, why do you hire Bobby Petrino and bring him in if you're not – because, look, I, I don't like the guy. I don't think any of us like the guy. No. But I'll give him credit. He's a heck of an offensive coordinator. Why do you bring that guy in if you're not going to hand him the reins? You know, why, why are you going to bring in the chef if you're not going to let him cook the meals? <laughs> it's true. And one thing he can do, put points on the board. Folks, we're talking with Chris Goforth, who's spending time with the SEC Media Days this week. And he's, now he's getting ready to shift gears because it's going to be, you know, Falcons. It's a Falcons head to camp. And you're going to be there, right? Yeah, Mike Johnson and I'll be there the next two Saturdays, I guess, a week from today, and then uh, again the the following Saturday from from ten to noon. So uh, I didn't get a chance to get out there last year, so I'm looking forward to being able to to be there this year and hang out with Mike for a little bit, and you know, spend two hours uh, talking football. Yep, and getting set of, ready for the season. It'll be here before you know it. Also, you're going to be a part of things with us once again with the High School Scoreboard Show. I was at a padded camp. This week. I don't know if they had these in Tennessee where they allowed the, uh, the guys to put their helmets and pads on no, 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 in, in shorts. Um, and Cedartown was there. And uh, I had a chance to, to get, get a look at them. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they're replenishing the team. But, you know, in Cedartown, they'll be ready. <laughs> like you said that, just at Cedartown, they'll be ready. <laughs> the confidence there, Chris. Yeah, look, it's it's quickly approaching. You know, uh, guys, I always consider SEC Media Days as kind of the, you know, the unofficial start of football season because we go from that Falcons training camp. We'll get our first NFL preseason game uh, with the Hall of Fame game. You'll have uh, the high schools will will officially start practice, and then you know you'll have some preseason scrimmages or whatever going on there then we get to the Corky Kell then the next week college football starts the week after that is when we really get the big weekend uh that first big weekend labor day weekend of college football that I always think is so great and then the week after that 
you know, Falcons and Panthers in Mercedes-Benz to start the season. So, man, we are we are rolling uh, into this football season. I mean, it's this thing's snowballing downhill in a hurry right now. He just set the table. I don't think there's anything more to be said. <laughs> I mean, he just he just set the table. Right? And when you're going to be in the mix with all of it, that, that that's how it comes yeah, out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Hey, Chris, we appreciate it, man. Now, are you back or are you still up there for a minute? You, you hanging out back here at home? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, came, home, uh, I came home Thursday after uh after everything was uh was over i you know coming home was a total adventure i I plugged it into my navigation to try to get out of nashville and avoid the construction and guys i saw parts of nashville that i had no idea even i I still don't know how i got to the interstate to get on i-24 because i went through some i mean it was some like two-lane dirt roads that finally got me to the interstate somehow so no i was i was ready to get home as they get set to build a new stadium and hope to lure the sec championship game from atlanta not happening uh, (laughs) not happening (laughs) all right chris thanks so much for the time this morning man appreciate it buddy look forward to seeing you soon see you fellas soon all All right. right